It's time for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group with financial advisors Kevin Corhorn, Mike Bernard, and Josh Gregory. Wise Money is brought to you by the attorneys at Ledoux, Curran, and Keene, First State Bank, Diane Bennett, and the Inspired Team at REMAX 100, and Bethel College's Adult and Graduate Studies Program. Welcome to another episode of Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group, where every week we're helping you take your next wise step in your financial life. My name is Mike Bernard. I am your host. I'm also one of the certified financial planners on the show. Thank you so much for being with us. I've often said, I could be wrong, I'm wrong a lot, but I've often said that this generation, so the millennial generation, recent college grads and new entrants into the workforce, this generation financial planning for them, it's just different. It's just harder. I know each generation has its own challenges. I'm not going to start a fight about that, but this it's just different. And that's actually what we're going to be talking about on today's program, financial planners, financial planning for millennials. And I actually have some special guests with me in the studio today. If you have a question for the show, we'd love to help you with it. Love to talk about it on an upcoming show. You can reach us in a few different ways online, wisemoneyradio.com. You can call or text 574-222-2000. That's 574-222-2000. And lastly, all over social media, you can participate in the show. You can watch the show on the YouTube channel. Just search on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Wise Money Radio. All right, you noticed I didn't introduce Josh and Kevin. This is a special edition of the Wise Money Show, and I'm thrilled, very, very excited to have some of my friends and colleagues from KFG joining me in the studio. CFP, Lance Ludwig, CFP, Amy Masters, and new employee on the KFG team, Jacob Phelps, joining me in the KFG studio. We're talking about financial planning for millennials for this generation. And I I made a bold statement earlier that it's more difficult. And we thought, well, let's kick those non-millennials out of the studio and invite some new ones. So confession here, I'm a millennial. I'm on the early stages. And I actually double checked all of those dates again. And I think I'm with you guys. (laughs) But we are inviting on this show just millennials. So all four of us here, and I've invited Amy and Lance and Jacob on because they're at different stages in that generation as well as in their career. Amy and Lance are both certified financial planners. They are both financial planners, um, both with a couple years of experience as well. And Jacob has been in the financial industry a little bit, but more of a more recent grad and joining the team to one day be a financial planner. And I think he'll be there very quickly. So before we dive into the topic and all the good stuff, Let's start with introductions. Amy, why don't you lead us off? Who are you? Uh, thanks for having us, Mike. Yeah. Um, I'm Amy Masters. Like Mike said, I'm a certified financial planner on our team. I've been with Corhorn Financial Group about four and a half years it, now. No, it's like 15, I think. I, it, it kind of feels that way sometimes, but yeah. no, four and a half years, and uh, Corhorn Financial Group has a big, I guess it had a big impact on my life early on. I went to school to be an actuary. And then I met the KFG team and discovered what financial planning was and fell in love with financial planning. So I switched my major. Um, I graduated from Purdue with a degree in financial counseling and planning, and mm-hmm. I've been here ever since. So from the area, been a certified financial planner here at the firm for a couple of years now and love financial planning. One of the things why I'm excited about the show is you get to, to hear from some of our awesome team members, and I'm biased here, but even as Amy shares that story, I remember as an intern when she said, hey, Mike, can I meet with you? And I, she was just early in her college years and told me, I think I might want to do financial planning. And now Amy is an all-star 
And so very, very excited that that call was given to her and her life and that she's here. So Lance, what about you? Thanks for having me. I am a certified financial planner at Corhorn Financial Group. Been here for a year and a half. Um, graduated from Judson College, if I back up a little bit, uh, with a degree in education. All so right. started off teaching high school math. So I am our uh, career changer on the show. Okay. Um, grew up in Northwest Illinois, um, a small little town in the corner. Um, and have been out here for a year and a half. So my wife and I started our marriage in the Chicago suburbs um, for six years. We were in that area, far western suburbs. So grateful to be a part of the team at KFG. And you also, not only a career changer, but you were um, in the financial industry for a couple of years, even before. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm intentionally not saying financial planning. It was more investment related, which we talk about on the show a lot, difference between investment only and financial planning, but Absolutely. brought that experience to the team. Yep. So, so that was kind of taking the financial planning wheel and pulling out one slice yeah, that's and right. looking at only one piece of it. All right, Jacob, you're the newest member in the studio. Not, you know, even though Jacob's only been on the team for just a, cu a couple of months, I'll say that um, we've had a lot of new employees here. So Jacob, introduce yourself. Yeah, yeah, no, thanks for having me. Uh, like you said, my name's Jacob Phelps. Uh, yeah, I think it's been only two months I've been here. So it uh, seems a lot longer. Um, I'm grateful for that. I've learned a heck of a lot since I started, but um, enjoying every minute of it. So kind of my role here is, you know, these guys are all the ones that are giving planning that are sitting next to me here. And I'm the one on the back end where uh, I get to go and prep the meetings for them, which is getting documents and uh, getting signatures sometimes and talking with clients. So a lot of good experience for me on that side. So yep. I, uh, I'm i from the area here. Uh, grew up in Bremen, uh, which is just 20 minutes south of our uh, world headquarters. <laughs> so I uh, grew right. up on a farm there and uh, grew up with a hardworking ethic and um, kind of want to bring that into the team here. So. Well, you certainly have. And that's why, you know, th that's part of the um, the mentoring and the process for becoming a financial planner here is you do a lot of the behind the scenes work, a lot of the analysis before you're on stage for giving advice because it's just so crucial and life changing that it's just got to be with the right experience. And you get that experience by being behind the scenes for a while. But um, awesome. Awesome. So I made, let's dive in. I, I made a comment at the beginning of the show. I've argued on this show with our own Josh Gregory <laughs> that I think- Which this, is bold, by the I way. I know. That's I know. I probably lost that argument. <laughs> you guys should be the judge. But that this generation, millennials, or people that are just starting in their working career right now, it's harder. It's harder financially. Now, I have my reasons. I'll share them. But what do you guys think? You agree with Josh and say, no way? Or do you guys think that that's true? And if so, why? I would say one thing that jumps out to me that makes it true is peer pressure. Um, I've heard it said that millennials are trying to live the lifestyle that their parents took 20 to 30 years to get to. Mm. And they graduate college with student loans oftentimes, and then they say, okay, I'm going to just do the traveling, I'm going to buy the new vehicles. That makes financial planning difficult when it comes to the habits that are getting established early. Mm, well, well said. Well said. What do you guys think? Yeah, I completely agree with what you said, Lance. Um, one thing that I was thinking of was just the lack of education on mm -hmm. financial planning, um, what steps to kind of build good financial habits. I know growing up, my parents, I feel like instilled, yeah, live on less than you make, but we didn't talk anything specific. We never built a budget. We never said 
well, how do you save for retirement? How much should you save? How do you go about doing it? We never had those conversations in our household. They weren't in high school or college really either that we had those conversations. So I think just the lack of education and the reason it's such a big deal for millennials is a lot of, I guess, generations before us, they kind of maybe had the ability to get started a little bit later because they might have had pensions through work or something Mm. that was kind of saving up for them in Mm. retirement, where now with that shift of 401k is maybe some type of employer plan, it's more on the person to save. There might be some match or something to help them, but it's kind of more on their shoulders than it was before. And if they're not educated, they're not sure on what steps to take, could put them really behind when they are ready to get started. Yeah, that's a good point. Part of my opinion there. Jake, what do you think? Yeah, so it's uh, really interesting you bring that up because um, I think that, you know, along with this education piece where um, there's a lot out there, it's really hard to kind of know what to do. A big component of that is just the fact that there is so much availability of that information. Mm. So you go on Google and you can search, you know, 401k plan options or what is a 401k plan? And you're going to get however many millions of results there. Mm. And it's almost information overload sometimes when you look Mm. at that. And so it's really hard to be able to decipher through what's the good information, what's the bad information, and, you know, what can you really take and learn from and what should you really take and learn from when you're doing that. So this is not the information money show. This is the wise money show. Information is not wisdom. You you need to have accurate information mm-hmm. and a great understanding. We call that being a ninja here. You got to be you got to be excellent, um, but then you have to apply it in the right situation at the right time. Mm-hmm. And and so I agree. And actually, we're going to talk about that a little bit more on the show, Jacob. I I agree with with all of you. But a couple more reasons why I would say it's different. My dad. And mom, when they were getting married, they didn't have to buy the new iPhone. And you don't have to either, by the way, but there's peer pressure there. Mm-hmm. Your cell phone bill, right? You, I guess you could go without your cell phone or the internet, but that's going to be tricky. And so there are new expenses today on top of record high student loans that just continue to climb, as well as the peer pressure. And not to mention the millennials entered the job force right at the time we had this big, big challenge in the financial markets. As a millennial, what are the most important areas of your financial life you need to focus on? That and more coming up here on Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. As a millennial, is this, is getting started in your financial life, is it easier today or more difficult? That's what we're talking about today. Thank you so much for being with us. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. My name is Mike Bernard. With me, special guests, CFPs Lance Ludwig and Amy Masters and Jacob Phelps. Here with me in the studio, we're talking about financial planning for millennials. And guess what? We're all millennials. So right from the horse's mouth, we're talking about it today. I want to say thank you to the attorneys at Ledoux, Kern, and Keene, as well as First State Bank for sponsoring the content of the Wise Money Show. Thank you so much. Couldn't do it without you. And if you have any questions, I'm going to make a bold ask in just a second, but if you have any questions, reach out to us. You can call or text 574-222-2000. That's 574-222-2000. Online, wisemoneyradio.com or all over social media, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, that sort of stuff. Just search Wise Money Radio. All right. 
we're talking about financial planning for millennials. You're going to find yourself in this story too. I don't know if you were born, what it was, 1981 to 96, I think, I think. Um, if that's not you, you'll still find yourself in the story because we all had a start mm -hmm. and we're all on a journey right now financially. At the same time, here's my bold ask. If you know someone, have a child, have a grandchild who's in this generation or Gen Z, which we might get to, there's some pretty awesome stuff. There's actually an article two weeks ago in the Wall Street Journal about Gen Z and a bunch of good stuff. Share this episode with them. Mm -hmm. Share this episode because we're going to get into the deep end right now. There's six areas to everyone's financial life. Your present financial position, protection planning, tax planning, investment planning, retirement and college planning, and estate planning. You're just, you're a millennial, you're just getting out of school, or you're just entering the workforce. Which of those would you guys say are most important? Well, I absolutely think each area has its importance for the millennial generation, but definitely present financial position is the one I spend the most time on, or, you know, in the course of working with people, present financial position is probably a majority of our time, at least. Why is that? What do you mm -hmm. think? And, and sort of what are some of those uh, things that are focused on there? Yeah. So I think some of the big components to present financial position, one is goals. What are you trying to accomplish? Those mm -hmm. could be some shorter term goals. Those could be longer term goals. But just what's important to you? What are you trying to accomplish with um, your resources? And that could be money. It could be time. Just where's your energy going? Um, the other big piece of that is cash flow. Um, where are you at right now? Just defining kind of point A. You can't really go to the next step without even knowing where you're at right now. So most of mm -hmm. my clients who are um, in the millennial generation, we spend a lot of time really starting there, building the foundation so everything else can then built, be built upon that. Yeah. How many people, Amy, of the, the couples that come in that are millennials come in and say, hey, Amy, here's my top five goals. Um, these are the things I want to achieve. If I had to guess, I'd say probably about 0%. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe one, just are you, in case. Are you agreeing, Lance, you think? <laughs> That's my experience as well. And yeah. it's, it's a joy and it's a blast to be able to walk through those things. Mm -hmm. um, but I, th I think so often there's this sense out there that, oh, I, I have to figure out exactly before I go and talk to someone and get some help, mm -hmm. uh, it's just not true. Hmm. Hmm. Jake, it, what, what are your thoughts? I mean, first, uh, I mean, you're you're the youngest here in the yep. group. Yep. So maybe what are you focused on most? Yeah. No, I mean, I think everything Amy said is exactly right. Um, it's something I've went through personally, which is kind of what brought me into the firm in the first place because I enjoyed going through it personally so much. Um, but something uh, that I had thought about that is not not included with that and maybe a lot of people don't necessarily think about for us is protection planning. Because mm. that is something where if you don't know a lot about insurance and some of the words and verbiage to use, it can get really confusing in trying to you know understand what you need, why you need it, how it's benefiting you. And so that's something where, again, you can find a lot of stuff online to, to um, try and understand that. But really to get a full grasp on it, it's kind of hard to do. I hold in my hand, for those of you watching on YouTube, I hold in my hand a printout 
from one of our insurance advisors, Janet Harriman, as I was I was in the team meeting this week, and I said, hey, we're doing a show about, uh, you know, millennials and so on. What kind of experience do you guys have on the protection side, on the home and auto insurance side? And she said, oh, my goodness, I just got through a big one. So um, uh, a client that we serve, the child, the son, was about to just bought a car and was about to get their home and auto insurance and decided to go to, you know, insurance.com or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. This is the problem or a potential problem with the online generation. I'll just say that is I can just get it done online. I'm auto enrolled in my 401k, so I'm good. I do TurboTax on my taxes, so I'm good. I can go to Flow and name my price tool. And this individual, before he pressed go on a 2015, so new car to him, but fairly new car, liability limits of 15000 30000 Oh, my goodness. No medical payment coverage. Deductibles of $2,500. He's just starting out. No, has no, no money. And... Um, no rental, no roadside, no uninsured motorist <laughs> coverage. Now, I am using jargon, which is a no-no on the information money show. If Just I was going to wiser- translate that, I would say no insurance. Essentially <laughs> no insurance. And yet online, totally legal to do. And you're actually going to get the, 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 the dopamine high of saying, got it done. All right. You don't know what you don't know. And I'm not sitting here saying we're the gatekeeper to that information. The information's out there. You just need to know how to apply it, mm-hmm. that wisdom, that wisdom. What areas would you say eh, don't really matter of the six? And interested in your opinion, but i also be interested in clients that are in this millennial generation if they look and say, no, I don't really need to worry about that right now. What do you guys think? I, I, so one area that so many people think is doesn't apply to them is estate planning. And estate planning, I think a lot of folks will think, oh, well, yeah, when I'm 70 or when I'm 80 or well, what about a young couple that has a kid or two? Yeah. What's going to happen to those kids if something would happen to the parents? God forbid that's something they ever have to worry about. Um, but it's it's shocking to see how often folks have not thought about it. They haven't looked at anything with it. There's no plans in place there would be some court battles going on to try to figure out how things would be settled. And that's so emotional because it's the kids and caring for the kids, but you're also setting uh, beneficiaries. That's part of that estate plan um, discussion as well. And so you get your first job, you sign up for your 401k, and I don't know who to put as beneficiary. I'll just put my brother. And then a couple of years later, you're married and maybe you have kids and you've never thought to change it from your brother, mm-hmm. right? The financial planning process makes that um, makes that more in- intentional. You're more aware. So. I would agree. What What else? What do you guys think? Are there areas that you'd say are less important or not important? I mean, I've had a lot of um, kind of prospective clients who come in and say, well, I know retirement's important, but I'm just starting my job. Why would I be thinking about retiring anytime soon? Um, and I think that's a big kind of mind mind shift that needs to happen because the earlier you start, the easier it is. Yeah. So if you start at, you know, 25 right out of college saving for retirement, maybe you're not saving as much as you would want to, but at least if you're starting that process now, it just gives you a lot more options, a lot more opportunity down the road when maybe you get the time to define what retirement looks like as you get a little bit closer to it. A lot of people think so far away, there's no reason for me to be planning for that today. Yeah. It's habit time. It's habit time. It's uh, uh, so Josh shared with me that um, your deck at your twenties, 
It's the most important decade of your life. And he read that from an author basically talking about how that's when you that's when you establish a lot of your thinking, your beliefs on things. And sure, you're dragging those with you from your um, environment growing up, but that's when they become yours because you're an adult. And then the, that thinking becomes your habits and those habits then drive your outcome. So what if you just started? What if you just started saving 15% from your very first paycheck? You're already doing that. It's called FICA. You're forced to do it. So what if this, what if you were forced to here? So yeah, that's great. Um, I had a friend of mine where we'll, um, let me introduce this. I had a friend of mine when I was early in my career who was just coming out of uh, college as well. And he wanted to invest in a Roth IRA. And so we met and actually shared it with him, the vision of financial planning. And listen, it's not just about an investment here. How do you know the Roth is the right idea? You're young and, and so on. So it might make sense, but how do you know that's the right idea? How do you know he was uh, engaged at the time? How do you know about how all six areas of your financial life are fitting together? Keith, you really need to consider financial planning. Mm -hmm. And he shared with me, I don't really know if that's needed at this point in my life. I'm interested to get your guys' take on that. And I can even finish that story. So that as well as a few listener questions from millennials about, hey, what do I do at this point? And so we've still got a lot more to hit coming up here on Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. What makes you successful? It's your habits. We're going to talk about the right financial habits for younger professionals right now, the millennial generation. That's what we're talking about. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks so much for being with us here with me at the world headquarters of Corhorn Financial Group. Everyone loves when I say that. And the KFG Studios. My name is Mike Bernard here with me, Lance Ludwig. Amy Masters, Jacob Phelps, all special guests. This is a special episode of Wise Money. We're talking about financial planning for millennials by millennials. We're all in the room together. We didn't want Josh and Kevin's opinion. Actually, it was Kevin's idea. Um, <laughs> but just, hey, this that uh, this generation has a lot of stereotypes. I don't know if you felt that. Absolutely. I yeah. think that's ridiculous. All over the okay. Place. Um, so there, ignore stereotypes. Okay. You are who you are. And we're going to talk about those habits that actually you can put in place today to get the right future and, and have the right long-term financial success. If you have any question, have any needs, call or text us, 574-222-2000. That's 574-222-2000. Online, wisemoneyradio.com and social media, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. Just search Wise Money Radio. All right, I left off talking about a friend of mine who right after college wanted to invest in a Roth IRA. We sat down. I showed him. I told him, just the the vision of financial planning, what it could do. And before I answer the question, he just, he said, I don't think I need it at this stage. My life's really simple. What do you guys think? As as a millennial or just getting out of school, starting life, you don't even need financial planning. Yeah, so I shared during the break really quick, um, but a 19-year-old comes into the office and says, hey, I, I'm not going to college, and instead I'm going to go uh, straight into the workforce, bringing home about $40,000 a year. Um, the amazing thing is where do we learn to handle $40,000 a year? 
like Amy was saying earlier, home where's where's the education? Home yeah, home ec class. <laughs> I think you're dating yourself on where you're at in that millennial <laughs> right there. <laughs> Touche, Lance. Touche. So uh, financial planning, he's, he says, I don't know if this is for me or not, but can you tell me? And what we decided is absolutely it is, but it's going to look a little bit different. So you don't need to go into the depth and the detail with so many of the other areas, but one massive area to get squared away, habits, Mm -hmm. one massive area to get squared away is the present financial position. And you can start to put money ahead for the wedding that's coming up, for the honeymoon that's coming up, um, and he's doing that. Yeah. What do you do then? Well, once the emergency fund's in place, let's look at retirement and get the jump start at age 19. Yeah. He's going to be incredibly successful. That's awesome. Yeah, I'll tell you what, um, going through this myself, you talk about wedding, honeymoon, all that. Yep, that's me as of this year. Got married three months ago. Congrats, so. Jake. Thank you. Um, so that's something that's very new and fresh and raw, you know, is going through those mm-hmm. transitions. And and one thing that's been awesome for me to see over the last two years is my wife, she graduated college with about $35,000 in student loan debt. She's one of those. She's sitting there. This is a lot of money. How do I get rid of this? I know I don't like it, but I know it's there and I got to do something about it. Mm-hmm. So something we sat down, we said, well, you're making this much. This is what you know you can afford to pay every month. You're living with your parents. You don't have a lot of expenses. So I'm happy to say two years after that, June 2016, we got married. She had $1,900 left on her student loans. Yeah. Can you talk about burden off your shoulders on that? That's awesome. I mean, seriously, instead of that dragging on for who knows how many years into the future, allowed us to go out and buy a house, you know, almost as soon as we got married, allowed us to go on our honeymoon to Hawaii. Yeah. Don't have to worry about it. It was awesome, and she is awesome because of that. Uh, that's yeah. Well, that's that's awesome that you guys are so in sync. But also, you know, if you're if you're not getting that advice, then you might just look and say, "Oh, my payment plan on this is 25 years or 30 years or whatever it is. Okay, I'll just do that," and it's going to burden you, like you said, for that long, and you're going to be paying a lot, a lot of interest. So. I absolutely agree, and we've talked about it on the show before, but no matter where you're at, you need to have an integrated financial life. You need to look at how all areas of your financial life are working together, and then you need to make great decisions, wise decisions, right, that take into account all of those areas. So, all right, let's elevate the conversation a little bit. Lance talked about habits. I talked about habits. They are what make us successful. Your habits come from your thinking. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, we actually just did a show about this a couple weeks ago. So check it out. A bunch of research done on how your thinking shapes your long-term, um, your long-term results. But all right, guys, what are your thoughts on the biggest, most important habits that someone should have as millennials just starting out? Mm-hmm. The first one I would say is absolutely, if it's the very first thing that you do, is create a budget. You know, that budget should hopefully align with what's important to you. So starting to develop, well, what is important in that early, you know, getting started in your career in your 20s, that's probably when you're starting to decide what some of those things are. So creating a budget, figuring out what do I have coming in? Do I have student loans I need to be paying off? Do I have debt that I need to tackle? Or maybe it's saving up for other goals, but you can't really figure out how much can go towards those things without having a budget. You just lost all your fans, nah. by the way. <laughs> I, I was rooting for you up until you said that four-letter word, budget. I, I totally agree with you. So like it or not, it is the truth. What else? I So seeking wisdom. 
Okay. There are a lot of people out there, um, millennials or non-millennials, who think they've got it figured out. What I love to see is someone who's just, you know what, what can I learn? What else can I soak up? Well, who else is out there that I can learn from? There's there's people writing books. Um, maybe, like Jake said, the internet is filled with a bunch of confusing and conflicting things. Hey, some authors have been vetted. Yeah, <laughs> They've had yeah, some yeah. process to get those things down in print. Um, there are professionals out there who who would be happy to have a meeting and consult with, hey, I don't know what I really need, but here's some questions I have. Am I talking to the right person? Why not ask the question? You have nothing to lose. Yeah, that is wisdom right there, especially with this generation where I'd rather text. By the way, you can text the show. <laughs> I'd rather text to get an answer or whatever that um, – yeah, learning from the experiences of others uh, is very true. And actually, you know, that's something that is so, sort of stereotypical against millennials right now. So it doesn't need to be. And I, I wonder how accurate that is. But get out and get, seek wisdom, seek wisdom. What else? What other really important habits? Yeah, I'm going to build on Amy on this one. Biggest thing for me was building what I call a cash stash. So okay. that can take a number of forms, savings accounts, checking accounts, investments, whatever. But kind of like we've been talking about, your first decade here is probably one of the most important as far as getting these habits down. And utilizing a budget, building up your cash reserves, not only does that teach you the habits of building a budget and saving money, but it's also pretty pertinent because in this first decade, and like I said, for me, I just bought a house. I just had a honeymoon. Uh, probably going to be looking at buying a new car or two here in the next couple of years. And, you know, maybe there's kids involved in the future. Who knows? Talk to my wife. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's very important just to start building that up, have those reserves. So if, you know, the unforeseen happens or the foreseen happens, you have the cash to be able to act on that or at least not be put in a worse position because of it. You guys are smart. Along those lines, so how do you build up a cash stash then? Um, one thing that my wife and I committed to each other from day one of our marriage. Um, now keep in mind, I'm a, I'm a, I was a teacher at the time, a second year teacher, and she was a part-time uh, teacher's aide. And we looked at each other and we committed, we're never going to pay interest on a credit card ever. Mm-hmm. And we made it work. Nice. And things were tight. Yeah, <laughs> there was right. not a lot of extra income coming in. Yeah. But we said, you know what, that's a, that's a commitment we're going to do. In other words, we're living on less than we make. And that is a hard thing for a lot of millennials to get their mind wrapped around is what's the heavy lifting? Is it worth it? No question it's worth it. Jake, perfect example of the the fruits of your labor, Mm -hmm. of focusing on that and doing the hard work, rolling up your sleeves. I love it. So this is building on each other because Amy started with talking about having a budget. Well, I actually, I, I, I would argue if you're just doing an online budget, you're doing it wrong. Most people are because you can do a zero sum budget and spend it all just means you're not going backwards. But building a budget where you've got margin in place, Mm -hmm. identifying those goals, like Lance said, a whopping 0% of people come into their financial planner's office with goals. But if you've got goals, or even if you're trying to prepare for some of those transitions that Jake talked about, you need to have margin. So it's not just building a budget to see where your money's going. It's intentional about creating some margin. And then setting up the goal of stashing some cash and having the right bank account system. We can help you with that. We have a three bank account system, not patented, but it is something that that we help a lot of people with. And then having the right um, bias, the right conviction, the right decision about debt 
proactively before you get into the whirlwind. We're just scratching the surface on the financial habits that can make you successful that you need to implement early on in your career. So we've got that and more coming up here on Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Wise Money is brought to you by the attorneys at Ledoux, Curran, and Keene, First State Bank, Diane Bennett, and the Inspired Team at REMAX 100, and Bethel College's Adult and Graduate Studies Program. Thank you so much for being with us today. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. My name is Mike Bernard. With me in the KFG studios next to me, Lance Ludwig, Amy Masters, certified financial planners on our team, as well as new employee and millennial Jacob Phelps here with us in the studios. We're talking about financial planning for millennials. We're all millennials, so we're talking about it and we're living it, folks. We get our own cooking here. So all of our advice that we're providing, any recommendations, this is what we do. And you heard some of that uh, throughout the show today and even over the break. If you're listening and watching on YouTube, there's some bonus content there for you as well. If you've missed anything, I would point you first to that YouTube channel. Just search Wise Money uh, Radio is how you can find us. You can subscribe to it. You can share episodes. Again, if you're not in this segment, you'll still find yourself in these habits, in this story. But if you've got kids, grandkids, neighbors, whatever, that you think, hey, no, they should li- they should listen, um, forward this on. Just grab that video off the YouTube channel and share it that way. Everything's podcast as well. So uh, Jake's a big podcaster. Um, and so you can find us. You got to search by the whole name, Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. That's Corhorn with a K. Subscribe to that too. You can binge it on the next road trip, whatever. And lastly, you can find and catch up on every episode by listening online. Just go to wisemoneyradio.com. Okay. So we've been talking about the foundational financial habits that I don't care if you're millennial or whatever generation you are. It's, it's just when, when you're building that foundation in that most crucial decade of your life, your 20s, what are the habits you need to have in place? Um, what else? What else, guys? We talked about the, we left off with the bias towards saying no to credit card debt. We'll never pay any interest. Love that. What other habits would you say are needed at that stage? I think one of the biggest ones here is uh, delayed satisfaction. So we're talking about credit cards. We're talking, you know, I'm talking about buying houses. You're not going to be able to do that unless you do put off some of those immediate wants and needs. We touched earlier on the show on uh, how some of my generation wants to live like their parents are, but we want to do it now. We want to go on those big cruises. We want to buy the big four-bedroom home with the nice picket fence and everything. That's just not possible for a lot of us. If we can delay some of that and say, okay, yes, we can work towards that 10, 20, 30 years, not only will we be better off because of it, but we're going to feel a lot better about ourselves because we knew from day one that's what we wanted to get to. What if you could afford it, though, but it just meant you weren't doing the other things for your goals? saving enough for your other goals? be Be careful about that deception. That's why you need a financial planner. That's one of the reasons. Okay, I'll, I'll share one of mine. You need to be proactive. You need to be thinking about the next transitions because if you go out and you buy the next real shiny thing and um, there's a transition ahead, getting married or having kids 
or going back to school or something that is going to have a financial impact, but those dollars that are there to help you during that were already kind of earmarked for something else, then you're going to go backwards. You're going to go backwards financially. You're going to have more stress. We just learned this last week that when you're under financial stress, what you learn, you lose 14 points of your IQ. Yeah, it's a ton. Yeah. That maybe that's why I always do terrible math on the show. <laughs> I, talking about finances stress me out. No, I don't know. Um, so, but um, I would Stephen Covey, one of my favorite authors, late Stephen Covey, has uh, the seven habits of highly effective people, and the very first one is being proactive. So so crucial with your finances. Think ahead. Prepare ahead for what's coming. Yeah, absolutely. And to go to that. One thing I think the millennial generation really struggles with is, and this is going back to something Lance said really early on in the show, but when you're looking on social media, which a lot of people, not even just millennials have, it's so hard to have that delayed uh, reaction of buying a home or buying a car when you see that person I graduated school with just bought this amazing home, this went on this amazing trip. What you don't know is well, how did they pay for it? I mean, maybe they paid cash and that's awesome, um, but maybe it's sitting on a credit card too. Mm -hmm. So I think having um, a kind of definition of what's truly important to you mm -hmm. and kind of being then proactive of, okay, how am I going to accomplish that? Well, and even I'll just take it a step further is just say, just commit to, to not be envious. Absolutely. Uh, just because it robs your joy. And, and especially financially, it can very, very much confuse you. Mm -hmm. Okay, we, it hasn't even been said yet. Start saving for retirement, right? Is, I mean, so we're, we're, we got all the ingredients here, but no one's just coming out and said it. Well, Amy lost all of her fans earlier when she said <laughs> we need a budget. And Jake pretty much lost all his fans too when he said delay gratification. No, you can't go to that concert or whatever it is. Um, but, but, but Josh has this equation. It's not, it's not his own. And, um, but long-term wealth is a formula. It's cash, so you got to have margin, plus risk. So you need to take some risk, which that's an interesting thing. We can talk about that in a second. But then you need time. Mm -hmm. You need time. So as a, as a young person, use time. Use time and start investing. And I'll just, if you're looking, okay, well, what does that mean? 15%. Start with 15%. I, okay, but they match. I don't care. 15%. Just start with that. And to piggyback on that, how about the way you invest as being incredibly important as well? So it's not uncommon uh, for someone to come in and say, hey, I've been contributing to my 401k for five years, and can you just take a look at it? Let me know how things look. And then I say, well, you've actually been in cash for five years. Yes. Um, you're not invested. And, well, I didn't know. I didn't. I, I don't even remember enrolling. Right. You didn't enroll. You were auto-enrolled and you didn't make an election out, so you're in, and now you've got some time wasted, and that's frustrating. That is yeah. so frustrating to figure that out. So what if the proactive piece of, okay, once I'm into this 401k, let's figure out what I'm invested in. And not only that, but the the millennial generation, you guys lived through the, the financial crisis, the biggest the biggest financial uh, decline in our stock market since the Great Depression. Coming out of the Great Depression was what's called the greatest generation. I'll tell you, apparently Gen Z has a lot of those same habits because they not only saw the carnage and the damage, but they saw it from a, a dependent state. 
as young kids seeing how it impacted their parents. But but as millennials, you lived through that. Investing might be scary. And there was a time I've had discussions with, with sure. millennials where they said, I've never made money in investing. Never. Ne- why would I do that? You need a coach to yeah. help you with that for the long term. Any other habits, financial habits that you got to start with? Um, so this is kind of the same, I guess, along the lines of what we were just talking about. But I, I would define that as pay yourself first. Mm. I mean, pay yourself first. And that was kind of the first thing we, my husband and I decided when we got married was we're going to pay ourselves first and figure it out off of that. So we never even saw that money. We, whether it's going in a savings account, whether it's going in a 401k or something um, that you're investing for retirement or other long-term goals, don't ever let it even hit your checking account. Just get used to that, whatever that number is for for you and your spouse or you individually. You know, one thing that jumps out to me is so much of our advice is something I think that our parents would give us. Um, We haven't talked about Bitcoin. (laughs) Uh, We haven't talked about investing in Snapchat. Um, Why not? Why do you think that hasn't been brought up yet? What do you guys think? I, 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 to me, I would say that's more speculating there personally as opposed to investing. So that is a lot of times people equate gambling with investing. No, if you're investing in all of the world's great enterprises, really, there's not gambling. The gold's up and down. We've had a lot of air volatility lately. It's scary. But when you're investing just in an IPO or just in one individual thing, yeah, that could go to zero. That is sort of like gambling. And you don't know. Do you get that a lot? From millennial clients where they the, whatever is shiny and flashy and and they're like, yeah, that, that's, what I, that's what I need to do. It happens. The wise ones will say, hey, Lance, I got an extra hundred bucks. I'm thinking about maybe rolling the dice. That's a whole lot different than uh, I want to rebalance my 401k and put it all in Snapchat. <laughs> um, so if, if that's a percentage, a wise percentage, 10% or less, a, maybe if you've got the itch and you're, you're dying to do it, maybe that could make sense for you to give it a shot and see what happens. Um, but by and large, that should not be the way that we are investing for our retirement. Mm-hmm. Long-term diversified investments. Yep. And even right now with things getting volatile, it's, you know, you might need to manage your own emotions by working with a coach and, and saying, I just had a friend reach out and say, oh, this is down so much. And I say, you won't need the money for 30 years. 30 years ago, the Dow was 1700 So mm-hmm. keep that in mind. Absolutely. And so... I have so enjoyed having you guys on. I, I don't expect it'll be the last time, but but Lance, Amy, Jacob, thanks for being on the program today. Very helpful. On behalf of Lance, Amy, and Jacob, and myself and all of us at Corhorn Financial Group, have a great weekend. We'll see you next Saturday for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Securities offered through Silver Oak Securities, member FINRA slash SIPC. Advisory services offered through KFG Wealth Management, LLC. Doing business as Corhorn Financial Group. KFG Wealth Management, LLC and Silver Oak Securities Incorporated companies are unaffiliated.